Okay, I have a little saying to open these up with. <laughs> Let me get it out. Because I have a whole different set of notes right now. And I like this. This saying kind of shows like my focus and my purpose. Okay. Welcome to the Willfully Creation Studio podcast. Lord, let this time bear fruit of your will and love. That's good. We should open with prayer. Thank you, Jesus. And I am a willful woman who wants to be a wondrous biblical wife. Um, I tend to be stubborn. And I'm doing a lot of these day-to-day activities and things my own way. I'm not a patient, kind person. Uh, I tend to be rude and cutting and then I wonder why my husband and I fight. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, I want, I know that what my heart wants and I have terrible habits that I'm having to overcome and I'm trying to just really look and focus in the Bible for those kind of things. Uh, remember verses throughout the day to try to overcome uh, my own self, my own ugly, stubborn uh, self that um, I don't exactly know how to explain it. Like, just well, one, I let too many of my thoughts, my thoughts can get mean, and I let too many of my thoughts pass my mouth before correcting them. And um, then when I get when I get my feelings hurt. I can be very, like, you know, one-sided. I don't know. I think that's kind of a human thing we all have to get over. Anyways, okay. So, I do want that. Um, Gosh, I was coming for... I was getting on here to talk about one thing and then as I was like highlighting for what I was going to talk about and go through because I go through my notes right so I've been like taking notes for the past several days in my bible study and um doing my little devotions and that kind of stuff and then when I have a couple of things that I'm like wow these really are feeling like pieces that I'm dwelling on for my marriage I want to uh record them here Anyway, so I really love this one. Um, I liked it yesterday for one reason, and today I like it for like a whole new reason. And um, this is Second Timothy two twenty two through twenty six, which is nice. Like Second Timothy two twenty two, like that's all two, so you can really remember that. Which is good. I'm always looking for verses to memorize. Like, not just um, the little ones we memorized when we were younger, but like usable, meaty verses that I want to. I don't know. I, I remember a lot of the things that are said, I just don't remember where. And then if you're having a conversation with someone else, you're like, ah, I know it says it somewhere in the Bible. Hold on, let me Google it. Anyways, okay, so 2 Timothy 2.22 starts out with Run away from adolescent cravings. Instead, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace together. With these things, 
who confessed <clears throat> the Lord with a clean heart. Okay, I messed up because I put like the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. <laughs> Run away from adolescent cravings. Instead, pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace together with those who confess the Lord with a clean heart. And then I really liked this verse yesterday. Avoid foolish and thoughtless discussions since you know that they produce conflicts. That's my marriage. Like, I wrote it with, like, big spaces in between for, like, lots and lots of notes. I end up, I often have some kind of hurt or something that I bring up to my husband and I want to have discussion and then I'm coming at him hot, clear, because I'm mad and I'm hurt and I want to, like, make him know he's wrong. I don't know. I don't really feel like I'm starting out with making him know he's wrong. It's like, hey, this needs to change. And then he's like, you're coming at me hot. Why are you being a jerk? You know, um, and then he kind of reacts to me in his like same old way. Um, we had a fight over the past weekend. Was it the weekend? I guess so. Like Friday and Saturday, uh, Sunday morning, but didn't continue after church, which is nice. And then, uh, so today's Tuesday. So we've had a couple of good days. Um, gosh, we have good days. It feels like the, old, the bad days are so far away. The bad days are here. It feels like only, there's only bad days. Um, and there's like a couple of factors. Like I'm always looking for these factors. I'm always just trying to make a plan, looking for these factors. I should never have said the way that I came at him was completely wrong. I was upset at him for not doing something. And I came at him totally wrong. I know that it was. In the moment, I was like, hey, if you stop being so hurt and just listen to me, I'm making a good point. But he's like, I'm really hurt for her, like, how you're coming at me. You know, like, I can't stop because you're still coming at me really hot. Anyways, so we got into one of these foolish, thoughtless discussions. And I was really sad. I think it was, maybe it was Thursday and Friday. So Thursday and Friday, I did not do my, like, full-on Bible study or my prayer time, you know, prayer, I try to make sure that I focus on some prayer time for our marriage and, and just our other, <clears throat> you know, prayer needs. Anyways, so I didn't do those things. I wrote down some verses and I kind of moved on and was way more attracted to working on other things in my life. And so then I left myself not focusing on the word and you know Satan knows my number so I was like oh here's your husband doing this what are you gonna do and he didn't even have to do anything else I like I run off with my with my mouth and be a jerk anyways um as a plus side though I'm, I'm very excited because Oops, hold on. Okay, sorry, that was my, my phone ringing. Uh, I better add a flag there. There we go. Okay. Um, <laughs> I have to remember what I was saying. As a plus side, right? And that phone was ringing because Satan doesn't even want me to realize the plus side was some telemarketer. Maybe. I don't know how to pick it up. But, um, you know, I apologized to him on Monday morning. I wrote him a nice text at work and was just like, 
now that I'm getting back into my Bible study and I'm realizing, like, I didn't work on any of the things that I wanted to, and I was disappointed with myself and how I acted, and I can see what he was saying about that I, I didn't come at, I didn't come to him tenderly, right? I didn't, <clears throat> I, I did approach him way too hot, and I didn't get what I wanted out of that because I didn't approach it God's way. So, um, this is one of the first times that he kind of wrote back, like, he'll often be very forgiving, and he's very sweet in this way, um, but it was one of the first times that he wrote back, and he's like, yeah, I feel like all of my Bible study went out the window, too, like, everything I was doing through the week, and he's been doing more Bible studies on his own lately, which I'm very, very thankful for, and I often will tell you guys, like, I don't even know why we fight. There is no reason for us to even be angry, and I am so, I can be so angry inside. I don't feel angry today, but I can get so angry inside. And I do not know why we fight at all, because there's nothing to fight over. I mean, we could do, we could do better about tracking our money and stuff, but we're, we're rarely ever fighting about money. We're fighting about these other little, like, hurt places. But, like, I have a husband who's a Christian, who goes to church with me, and is working on his own Bible studies, what do I have to complain about? Why am I angry? Why am I frustrated? And I have, like, very little patience with him. Um, and it's because we have these ugly fights, where we have these foolish, thoughtless discussions, and they produce conflicts. See, it produces conflicts, because we're having foolish, thought, thoughtless discussions. <laughs> And we need to avoid those. We need to avoid these these foolish discussions where I'm trying to say something to him and not just being thankful in the Lord or, or he says something to me and they produce conflicts. Um, because that's what happens. We'll fight and then he says something. And then I'm heard about that like for a long time. You know, he one of the fights he said something about like the spot that I like to sit at at our kitchen table. You know, and then it was like, it bothered me. I mean, it still kind of even bothers me. That's the sad thing. It's like producing conflict. I can be really tender about like, I want to sit in my spot. Do I need to make sure that if he wants to sit in my spot, like he can sit there? I'm still calling it my spot. Then I feel like guilty for calling it my spot. It's not my spot. It's just the place that I like to sit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he didn't mean it. It was just our foolish discussion was producing conflict and he was like you know grasping at something and said something that then hurt me and they that I'm overthinking it and I I mean really we just need to I need I'm in control of me and I need to just give up more things to the Lord really 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 oh really oh excuse me so um these verses continue and it says God's slave shouldn't be argumentative, but should be kind toward all people, able to teach, patient, and should correct opponents with gentleness. Um, hello? How do they know? How do they know what I'm having a direct problem with? Like, God wrote these verses to us because he knows exactly what we're going to struggle with my favorite, and I've said it, I'm sure I've said it before, but, um, my mom, uh, 
talks about like what the Bible tells wives, right? And the Bible doesn't tell us to love our husbands because God knows he doesn't have to tell us to love them. Like we're in love with them. We want to be in love with them. We want to love them. We want there to be so much like love happening. It tells us to respect them. Because we need to be told to respect them. Because we're not the first generation of women that are trying to be, you know, strong, independent, out there. I got this back up. My, my favorite word is retard. That's terrible. It's a terrible thing to say. Um, I'm a jerk. Anyways, I'm going to try not to be a jerk. I need to see myself like the Lord. I can be this other thing. I can strive towards, like, I want this greatness, right? I want to be this great wife. And here it is laid out. Boom. Shouldn't be argumentative. Uh-oh. Be kind. Okay, that's like exactly what I tell my little toddler all the time. Be kind. Be kind. We can do this. We telling him but then I'm not choosing to be kind where we're actually getting a little like our conversations we sometimes are having hurtful conversations in front of other people just using our voices but my toddler can pick up on it sometimes and he'll come over to me he always comes over to me like I'm the only one I'm not the only one but I think my heart is more accepting to be convicted maybe or maybe I really do need to stop be kind. But he came over this time and he's all, he puts his hand on my mouth and he's all, be kind. And I was like, oh. I'm like, I'm trying, buddy. <laughs> I'm trying. It's so hard. But I have, there is a better standard of being kind that I need to live up to. And while I love my toddler, knowing the information and sharing it with me, that is just not the place that I want to be in. And I need to be kind toward all people. Um, sure it's easier to be kind to like outsiders. People who haven't, that we haven't been vulnerable with and who, have, who haven't taken advantage of that vulnerability and hurt us. Okay, taking advantage is a little bit heavy worded there. But, um, able to teach. That's probably why I need to memorize some of these verses so that if I'm talking to somebody, I can tell them where I know something from. I don't know. Patient. I sure am not a patient person. Um, and then should correct opponents with gentleness. Like, really? Like, I went to school. I have a degree. That is what I should have taken a class in. Is how to correct opponents with gentleness do not have that. I I think I would have been an excellent argumentative, like, um, you know, movie-esque arguing lawyer. I would have been really good at that. That's not what I went to school for. <laughs> Maybe I could have gotten it out of my system, used it for good somewhere. I don't know. Um, but these words are definitely convicting me should correct opponents with gentleness. Not that I want my husband to be my opponent, but in these moments when we're having these foolish, thoughtless discussions uh, and we are acting like opponents, I need to remember gentleness. I shouldn't be argumentative. 
I need to be kind, patient, and use gentleness. And then it even says, perhaps God will change their mind and give, uh, give a knowledge to them of the truth. That's nice. I think that's really rewarding for a lot of women might not have Christian husbands. That really touched me. A lot of times I feel like one of my go-tos, oh gosh, you guys are so embarrassing me out loud. But sometimes when my husband, like, I've heard him, he's feeling like I'm coming, or he does, he, he gets very particular about, he's very sensitive to how I can, he, I'm clearly reading as angry and I'm talking and I'm having a discussion with him and he does not like that. And I know that I should not be continuing to have these talks with him. I need to take these talks to God and cool off or let God handle it or approach it peacefully, like differently. So even if I'm not coming up, coming up hot and trying to yell at him, he can kind of read my frustration and my, and my passion, my heat, which makes him extremely uncomfortable. And then he'll end up like kind of defending and saying things about me and we're going at each other. To which case, one of my arguments sometimes is that, um, so bad to say out loud, because it's happening to me too, but, like, Satan is running his mouth, you know, and that, like, he's being ruled by Satan. That's so terrible, you guys, it's not even funny. Anyways, so, because I don't, I mean, like, sometimes I worry, I think we all worry, but I think that that's the thing. We, we, we're humans. We're going to have these places where Satan's not going to... And we're Christian humans. And we're working and growing Christian humans. Satan's not going to let us off the hook easy. So he's coming at us. He's actively here just trying to keep us miserable. Just trying to make sure he can have a hold in our life still. We were both living, you know, ungodly, unchristian-like lives before we're married and he's like nope <laughs> I'm not letting you guys go like that so we need to actually get through this like spiritual warfare it gets stronger and <clears throat> you know get out of it but I was even like okay you know what if I do these things then, then God will give knowledge to my husband and it says they will overcome um, overcome to their senses and escape from the devil's trap that holds them captive to do his will. That's the problem. Like, it's not like, it's not like my husband doesn't love the Lord. You know, maybe, you know, he's still growing. Like I said, he's doing more uh, devotionals and Bible reading recently. And he's going to church more. And, you know, I, he only, you don't really know what's happening really in somebody's heart. Is he just doing that to please me? And then I worry and I, I shouldn't even doubt it. I should just believe it and have faith right here that God will change their minds and give them knowledge. And then he can come to his senses and escape from the devil's trap because like, you know, I know it sounds, uh, I'm not trying to be. I'm not okay. I'm not okay. I'm not making the right choices. I know that. Um, it's like, I'm talking to you about like, you know, can you please not put your laundry on the floor? The basket is right there. Like, I feel like you're having this moment where it hurts my feelings. I have to talk to you about it again. Just please make the laundry in the basket. Make an effort for me. And yes, I'm angry about it. 
But then it's like the personal attacks on me because I've said something to him, you know, and, and the, the downward spiral to me is the stuff that just really leads me to believe like, okay, yes, I could, I need to do this differently. But I think definitely between both of us, like Satan has trapped us and is holding us captive to do his will when we both are wanting to do the Lord's will. So here's, here's how he helps everybody else out of that. And I love, I just really am enjoying these, the, this part right here for me, this instruction for me that I shouldn't be argumentative to be God. It's as God's slave. Right? Somebody who's going to do God's will. Somebody who works for God. Somebody who's put themselves to the side. And that's a big thing. I, I'm going to write that down. Because I think that I'm overlooking that note. Oops. Puts himself to the side. Right? It's not about that. It's about being God's slave. It shouldn't be argumentative. But should be kind. Toward all people able to teach patient and shouldn't correct and should correct opponents with gentleness and that's second timothy 2:24 so good and it was such benefits right there so it's totally what I'm focusing on it'll help me too so that i make him to my senses senses and escape from the devil's trap that holds me captive to do as well to like come at one, I'm not checking my thoughts and making sure and um, holding my thoughts captive to make them obedient to Christ. And I'm not bringing it to the Lord first. And really, that's the thing. Like, so many times I'm running this relationship as a twosome, me and my husband. And it's not, it's not just two. It's like, it's a little triune thing. You know, I, I need to be able to it doesn't need to just be that my husband and I are having these like discussions and these, these, uh, these tiffs and these hardships where we're not even including God at all. And, and I think that's right there. That's a big deal. That's such a big deal that we're not having arguments where we're including God. We're not taking our things to the Lord. And I know that some people do better than that, better at that than others and um my cousin was like a beautiful example of that one time we're not very close I don't see her a whole ton but like she was newly married and um you know only a short-term Christian but she ended up marrying like a um she just had like a real revival and married a Christian uh missionary and has, like, a life, a, such an abundant, beautiful, like, blessed by the Lord life. And, um, I love, like, she had a hurt by her husband she was talking about. And she was talking about how she, like, took it right away to prayer and was just, like, not saying anything to him and took it to prayer. And just, like, it was, like, moments later that, like, God had worked on that man's heart you know, for her, and he knew, like, she didn't even say it out loud, but he's like, oh, what I did hurt you, huh, like, like, like this, and I'm so sorry I didn't see it like that, and just, like, the wisdom, 
You know what I mean? This can happen. But it's tapping into that wisdom of God and using it for, you know, to grow ourselves out of our own understanding. And I was like, dang, that's such a beautiful thing. That's such a beautiful thing. It's such a, like, to have that closeness with the Lord, to have that depth. And what a rejoicing moment for them. Like, that's so cool. And how beautiful you know, and, uh, I'm sure not everything's perfect or anything like that, but just so much that was so wonderfully tapped in and, uh, it was really, it was inspiring. She was just sharing a story and, and that's the other thing too. It really ministered to my heart. Something I regularly think about and I talk about on here. If I could just keep my mouth shut, if I could just keep my mouth shut, if I could just keep my mouth shut, you guys. And I don't, I don't keep my mouth shut. I say what's on my mind and I think that I can say it like, Hey, I was just thinking this and maybe <laughs> it's for myself and that's why it doesn't work. It's about me and my comfort and my things and my thoughts. And I haven't made it about the unit, the, the triune marriage I have here. I'm not taking it to God. I'm not like God, letting God work on helping my husband have ears to hear me. I'm not using the words that are sensitive to, to his heart. I mean, I'm trying I, in the beginning, I'm trying and then I'll slip and I'll be like, how oh, you know what I mean? Like, no, it doesn't work like that. So I know. <clears throat> Anyways, that those were the verses I really liked. But when I was flipping through here and I was like highlighting, I shared last time, I think I shared because it was highlighted already. And it says, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. Whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. And I know that I said something to the effect that I, I need to just sow into my husband. And I had said that and then some, and I did so like that day or whatever. And some days went by and that's when I didn't do my Bible stuff. I didn't really sew into my husband. And then we were hitting these places where it was just like, we're not having the abundance that we needed to get through stuff. And, um, I'm learning, I'm learning these verses. I'm reading them. I feel like I understand the power of them, but man, I am clearly not, um, I'm not putting the full weight into them that needs to go into them. I'm noticing that. Um, so my organization, like God knows what he's doing because that, that verse is on one page and directly across from it. So this would have been like several days later in verses that I'm just like copying down, right? On the next page it has, so that was second Corinthians nine, six, right? The point is this, whoever, so sparingly, right? That one's Second Corinthians nine six, but then in Galatians six seven it says God is not mocked, for whoever, whoever. Oh no, not whoever, for whatever one sows, that he will also reap, for the one who sows to his own flesh, will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. 
And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. I thought, oh, that's really good. I need to make sure that I don't give up sowing, right, bountifully, so that I, I will reap. The time will come to reap, and I will reap bountifully. If I'm sowing in love and forgiveness and kindness and building on those things, I'll reap those benefits. It, he'll give me more of the benefit of doubt when I do mess up and say something that hurts him. And do you know what I mean? Like build up this house instead of tearing it down, which is a verse that I think I reference sometimes, which I don't know where it is, but I know that it says that somewhere and I haven't come across it yet in my reading things. I'll have to go search for it. Um, but yeah, like sometimes it, I am sewing, I am, I'm sewing too bountifully for myself, you know? And so then I am reaping the consequences of that bountifully instead of reaping for the Lord and, you know, working the program he has set out for us. Is that the wrong word? Program. I don't know. Um, but... And I like this other one here. It says John fifteen twelve. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. And I'm just praying, you know, like Jesus, help me love like you. You know, I'm just um, that's what I need. I need to love like you. And I made that list, the, this little list, like mercy and grace and patience. And that's like takes us back to the other place. That's what I need to be patient. I'm gonna have to control myself. And um, I don't know if I had this written down the last time, but I was watching a YouTube video about the Daniel fast. My mom's doing the Daniel fast, and I was looking into more of it. And this um, this one preacher was talking about how physical obedience brings spiritual release. Right? And I was like, oh, the way this is worded is just really striking to me. You know, he talks about physical obedience, like putting your hands up when you worship or actually getting on your knees when you're praying and um, then fasting because they're talking about the fast. Right? But how about the physical obedience of being, being choosing to be kind and outwardly being patient, struggling over my own thoughts, mental ideas, you know, holding those captives of the Lord. Like that's a physical, it's not an actual physical thing, like raising your hands or getting on your knees, but it, it, it can be that I'm checking at the gate of my mouth, like what's actually let out and checking my behaviors for, you know, so that what, what it looks like outward is going to be more patient while I'm working on actually mentally becoming more patient and knowing that if I'm not patient inside, but God wants me to be, then treating someone impatiently is like a double whammy. I'm not being patient and then I've mistreated them or treated them in a way that God doesn't want me to treat them. 
Um, and I don't want to do that. So I need to at least get like the actions down while I'm changing my heart. And you know what? This is like one of the first times that I've even been okay with that. Like it kind of sounds like the fake it till you make it thing, which I really, uh, I've always been against this like fake it till you make it. I hate, I hate the word fake it, but it's not really, it's not fake. It needs to be like, this is part of the practice. You can only do one step at a time. And the first step, Andrea, is hold, like closing your mouth. That's not, not saying everything that comes to mind. Self-control. Impulse, impulse control. Oh, gosh, a terrible impulse control. <clears throat> so I homeschool, or I was, I still kind of am long-distance homeschooling my, my nephews and my my nephew uh who's now in like fourth grade but when he was in first grade his teacher he was at a public school and his teacher would talk about how he he blurts out she calls it blurts you know that he doesn't have impulse control and he's blurting out and I'm like oh yeah I have no idea what you're talking about and I'm just so convicted by that word now the more that I'm looking at myself the more that I realize I blurt so that's why I'm talking here so I can get all my talking thoughts out plenty of talking. You can be quiet for the rest of the day. <laughs> That's not true. I'll talk all day. I know really if I don't turn this off, I'll talk all day. And, uh, Deborah knows. Huh, Deborah? She's my, well, hopefully someone else will listen at some point, but she's my listener. Oh, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so here's my note at the end of last recording plan for our next fight right and I didn't stay vigilant in my planning I didn't or on my plan right I didn't um, stay consistent as I kind of wavered off um, that's when you know Satan was able to like sneak his stuff in there and I'm so I'm so easy easily swayed to old habits and I guess that's a really great place. I wonder who else goes through that. Like, are you recognizing these similar things that I'm recognizing? Like, the days that I'm not in my Bible. <clears throat> you know, if it's one or two days that I'm not in my Bible, we're getting heated over here. And if we miss a Sunday at church, we are destined for an argument in the week. Which sounds like a preconceived like kind of thing. It, it sounds terrible. But it's almost, whether we, I guess, whether we believe it and we're making it happen or we're short on, you know, our spiritual renewing so that we can fight this spiritual battle against Satan and keep him at bay. Like, at least I'm reading these verses today and I'm going through them and I'm dwelling on them. I'm, I'm uh, oh, what's the, what's the word? Treasuring them in my heart, right? And when I'm treasuring them in my heart that I'm it's easier for me to treasure my husband. It's easier for me to connect to God. It's like when I disconnect from treasuring in my heart, I'm disconnecting from the word of God. I'm disconnecting from God. And I'm disconnecting from God. Then I'm disconnecting from my husband. And like being able to connect to him positively. And, you know, the whole other things will take. The worldly ideas of stuff will take over. And, um... Oh, oh, oh. Excuse me. I keep yawning, but... 
thoughts because I'm trying to get my recording done this time before my toddler gets up. <laughs> uh, not everybody does that. I let my toddler stay up late um, with us. He goes to bed when we go to bed so that he does not wake up in the morning when I wake up. Uh, and uh, he'll wake up later. That, that works for me. It doesn't work for everybody. I think it's kind of genius if you want that morning time. Although some people want that, like, at the end of the day, you're like, okay, I've been with you all day. I need a break. Sorry, side note. <laughs> I am barely, barely holding it together as a wife. I am not, like, I am not the mother to follow, so <laughs> that's why this podcast is not about that. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's probably all I wanted to say. I was, I did start this other, well, it's kind of a whole different thing though. I'll flag it. <clears throat> Let's see, not to do editing. I hate editing. I like just going through these and just being like, you get it. I flagged it, but I didn't take it out, you guys. There it is. <laughs> um... I'll probably just leave it because I don't even like going in and editing it anyway. It's not even hard. Um, I didn't write down the verse that, that goes with, but there's like victory over all these things. Oh, maybe that was from somebody else's thing. Where can I write the victory one? Oh. Well, here, this one goes with reaping and sowing even for Luke. 1610 one who is faithful in very little is faithful also in much and he who is dishonest or, or unrighteous I was looking at my different um, versions is whoever is dishonest or unrighteous in very little is also dishonest in much right and or unrighteous and that's kind of like the reaping and the sowing you know gotta reap and sow and if we're reaping if we're sowing in a whole lot of like unrighteousness things that are not of the will of the lord you know because they're more like andrea's will uh, then we're gonna have a whole we will be reaping and a whole bunch of unrighteousness. When I say we, I mean me. <laughs> oh. But. I do love this second Timothy. 2.23. 23 was avoid these foolish and thoughtless discussions. Since you know that they produce conflicts. They do. I know now that they produce conflicts. They clearly are. That's exactly, I've said it to you a bunch of times that I don't even know. Like my husband and I, we really shouldn't even fight. Like there's some things, but I do believe in forgiveness and I am working on forgiveness and I am not even mad at him for the things that he sometimes is still feels guilty for and thinks that that's why I'm mad at him. And I, you know, that kind of stuff. But it's these foolish and thoughtless discussions that produce conflicts. They, they make them. 
and are making them happen. <clears throat> so here I am. I want to be God's slave. I want to work for the Lord. I want to be God's slave. I want to be a wondrous biblical wife. I want to be able to respect my husband, mean it, not be sour about it, not just not be like struggling through letting the words slide through my teeth. <laughs> I want to mean it. I want it to be, I want that to be my heart. And, um, so I shouldn't be argumentative and I should be kind. I feel like I could be nice. <laughs> you know, it's funny because a lot of people, and I show you guys have people like this too, like a lot of people would be like, Andrea's the kindest. Andrea's so nice. You know, she couldn't possibly be like that. She's so kind. And it's just like, we have different faces it's not I mean I am a kind I want to be a kind person I would like to be rather to think of myself constantly as a kind person but then I like I know who I am in my marriage and I know that I pretty much can't stand certain people and I have hateful language in my in my mind all the time so in those places I know I know myself too well to really just like be basking in this place of like being kind and you know what oh there's a beautiful song. I'm going to have to get up and walk over there because my song verses are over there, you guys. I need to connect to these songs. Not that I can sing this one because I don't really know the tune to it. It was new at church this week. But I liked it because of what it said. Maybe I'll know it. Okay, so the song is called Yet Not I, But Through Christ in Me. That's how I'm going to be kind, you guys. <laughs> um, and it's like all these things that we can benefit for, right? And we can say that this is ours, that we will have this, that we will be these things. And it's like, yet not I, but through Christ in me. So, I don't know. I'm going to look up how that song goes. As we were following it, it seems so easy, but now without any musical context, I can't remember at all how that goes. There's a couple other songs that I really love at church. I, <laughs> as much of a jerk as I am, like, oh my gosh, I do love, like, worship music. I love singing. I love, like, worshiping the Lord. I, I want to have, like, flags and just go to town, like, woohoo, thank you, Jesus. And I love, like, uh, this new church that we're at really focuses on like um it's not just like praise songs and more like direct worship songs I don't know if how to explain the difference of that like they're not just like upbeat you're gonna like you know you're gonna feel better about the Lord these are like directly using words that praise the Lord which are really feeling refreshed from and enjoying and I love and the music is not even like upbeat like our our old church was like very upbeat you know very like more of a we're, we're in a more of a rural area now it's not very rural it's just a little and um but we were in like bigger city before so it's like big city like rock and roll awesomeness you know people remove their hearing aids before service 
And, uh, and I love that. And I love that feeling. And I really wanted, I wanted flags there too, but I've wanted flags for years at many different churches. Um, I used to take care of another, an older lady, um, and her family had her going to a particular church. And so I would take her on Sunday and there were people there with flags. <laughs> I didn't get to go enough. Like I didn't, you know, she needed different care and then I wasn't going to that church. And I thought about driving down there to go to that church still because I really liked it, but it was so far from my house. And I had, and I have had a nice home church at that time. And, um, so, but they had flags and it was wonderful. It was beautiful. It just seemed like a very full body worship experience. I mean, technically, I guess, like, we don't want it to be about us and what we're doing and other people watching us or feeling like they need to do things they don't need to do, you know, but I just love the, like, the freedom. I want to freely move like that. I like that idea. Anyways, I keep these little, like, printouts of the songs. I try to sing them through the week. It's, it's a terrible... That's why I know I can't sing this one, because I've already tried this week. <laughs> don't know the tune of it but it's, it's a really cute one so maybe look it up it says yet not I but through Christ and me and that is such a beautiful like idea like be kind right it, it's not not I but Christ and me it's gonna be that and so when somebody tells me that I, oh you're so nice you're so patient I'll be like oh not me not me I'm not patient it's Christ in me it really is and that's such a conversation that, you know, back in my younger years when I was not really a Christian, my grandma would say things like that. You know, people would be like, oh, you know, Johnny, that's my grandma's name. Johnny, you're so, you're so good. You're so kind. And she'd be like, no, that's, that's Jesus in me. And, uh, that's because I love Jesus. Do you? And then she'd be so great. Do you know Jesus? Do you love Jesus? <laughs> she'd like move right into this and I'm like, oh gosh, grandma, no don't start this conversation. Don't do that. Don't get into people's, you know, and it's like, that's what the world is. Like, don't get into other people's lives. Don't, don't overshare, you know, and, uh, it just needs to be like, I'm not, I'm not trying to overshare anymore. I'm just trying to like give credit where credit is due. That is not me. I'm not a patient person. I, I am, I'm often not kind or I don't have kind thoughts. I might be acting appropriate, but I don't have kind thoughts. And so, <clears throat> and if I get to anywhere where I am correcting, correct, actually being able to correct my opponent with gentleness, oh, that is Christ in me. That is not that. Thank you, Jesus. That is. And so, hopefully, I will avoid foolish discussions so that they can, so we don't produce as many conflicts. And I will work on myself and be kind and patient and gentle. It's a wonderful list. I need to, it needs to be one of those things that I make like, make a list, put it on the wall, boom. Reminders. Do you guys have any reminders? How do you remember? I love talking right now about this and I go through the word and I'm like in the word in the morning and then it's like toddler hungry, get lunch ready for my husband comes home for lunch. It's like that, you know, get other like preschool things done right now. Maybe do the load of laundry that's sitting on the floor and, um, you know, 
other little things like that. Like, some of those things I'm not really, I'm not keeping my, my thoughts focused, I guess. Or I'm just, I guess I'm being too, like, empty-minded, um, instead of, like, making sure that I keep my thoughts focused on the Lord. Empty-minded. And then, what do I do? I sit down and I get on my phone, and it's more, like, empty-minded distraction. And, uh, no jokes about it being empty-minded. Thank you. <laughs> about me being empty-minded. But that's what I am. It's so often, like, I'm not really thinking. I have great intentions, and I want all these things, but I don't really know how to remember to be thinking about it later. Huh. I wonder what I could do. Because I know that I want to prep for my next fight. I want to sew bountifully. I just... And I will actively do something like that. I made sure that I texted my husband this morning. And just, he loves that. So I'm sewing into him. But what do I do so that I'm not empty-minded and forgetting some of these verses? Because I, that's the thing, really. This is the spiritual warfare. And this is, like, our defensive weapon is the word. I gotta stay focused on it so that it overrides my negative thoughts can't get busy that way but like there's busy work to be done you know food to be made dishes to be washed who am i joking with my i make my food at my mom's house she mostly washes all my dishes it's shameful shameful i'm embarrassed <clears throat> and really i'll end up forgetting my laundry in her washing machine and she'll end up like drying it and folding it it's it, it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed. We do we do try to like take over some stuff there. My toddler loves to dust. So <laughs> like he's been dusting. He's so great, you guys. He's three and a half and he takes everything off of like the shelf or the table so they can dust like the whole thing. Like I don't even do it that good. <laughs> he's amazing. And uh which makes me, I am going to finally tie into this about, <clears throat> um, there's a new book coming out called Master of One. Um, I think the guy's name is Jordan Rayner, right? And I get his emails, but then I'm doing on the version app, I'm doing his, uh, what's it called? Little devotional, right? And so it started out saying something about like, the opposite of mastery is mediocrity, and mediocrity is nothing short of a failure to love and a misrepresentation of our father. Like, of course my sweet little, like, toddler is not doing a mediocre job on dusting. He's so much more connected and, like, to the Lord, and, like, trying to do his best job and trying to do his best work. Like, if only I could approach my life like that, try to do my best. And, uh... I don't even know, like, right now when I'm thinking about stuff, like, I don't even know what I'm doing that I would be able to do my best at. Hmm. Like, what do I do? Toddler time, I guess. I feel like we're doing really good at that. It's not overly strict, but, and he's a quick learner, so, but we have a program. And it's growing. We're doing really well. What else? wife. I want to be, I don't want to be a mediocre wife. I want to master this. <clears throat> I want to master myself to be able to 
get the most benefit that the Lord has for me out of my marriage. So I'm like master my self-control. Really. Really? That's like, that's like everything for me, you guys. I am so impulsive. And I can do, I will, <clears throat> I can go on a diet and I have no problem. Like, I love a low-carb diet. I have no problem staying on it. I don't really think off of it. And I'm not really impulsive. Fasting, I can get kind of like, I notice my impulsive stuff to like, put something in my mouth when I'm fasting. Um, but, but my problem is, is social eating for like diet stuff. Like I'll end up like, okay, well I'll just drop my diet. I'll pick it up again tomorrow. Or maybe like go on like a three day bender and, <laughs> and come back. <clears throat> Thai food's good. That's why. I don't know, but I don't feel like I have a whole lot of places where, um, other than just like my mouth, well, like my mouth out saying stuff out loud. And I really am just too comfortable. I'm realizing now, like, I don't say certain things out loud. I wouldn't say them to somebody. Like, I don't want the conflict. Not that I want the conflict with my husband, but I'm clearly way too comfortable, you know? And to me, the, the need to say it to him seems to be more important than the need to hold it in and the con does that make the conflict feel worth it i don't know i don't know but thank you for listening <laughs> i imagine that hopefully some of my you know what is it my shortcomings make you feel better or at least make you feel like you're not alone. <laughs> That's terrible. But at least we got to talk about some Bible verses. So uh, until next time. Oh, how strange and divine I can sing. All is mine, yet not I, but through Christ in me.